What's up, guys? Welcome back to another Live Loud Life podcast. I am your host, um, Antonio. Welcome back. Uh, so happy to be here chatting with you guys. This is season number two. Again, kind of giving you guys updates. Uh, I believe next episode is going to be one with my wife, Nichelle, and I talking a little bit more about our rebrand and the direction of Live Loud and everything that we're trying to do, not only from a community perspective, but hopefully um, sharing sharing the message on a global scale as well. And and, and just kind of talking about the journey that we're going through and, and, and what we'd be able to help you guys with out um, from not only um, maybe our website or services directly, but also with this podcast. Um, uh, where was I going to go with that? I just had a complete loss of train of thought. And part of that reason why uh, super exciting stuff going on, we're hoping to close on an office space for our practice uh, at the end of the week. And that's kind of why my brain's been a little fried. I've been on the phone with lenders and uh, and talking about all the stuff with loans and bank accounts. And it's exciting. We're super exciting. Not complaining about it. Super exciting. Just uh, I went somewhere else there for a minute. So we'll keep you guys posted about that. Um, if you're local and you follow us or you see us, um, it's it's super close. It's it's uh, right down the street, so you don't have to go far. Uh, but that, again, is part of why that just in the long or the short of it, part of what stimulated us to go down this new brand and, and doing some different things is we've been we've been operating two different businesses, two different social media accounts, two different websites over the last uh, two and a half, three, actually three years now. Um, and it's been great and it's been, and we've grown, it's been really beneficial, but you know, we're a team. And when I say we, Nichelle and I were a team and it seem it's not that we weren't doing things as a team. We were still talking and communicating and conversing and come up with ideas, but it just wasn't as cohesive as if, if, as if we were together. So that's why that's, that's part of what live loud is. Um, but today what we're going to talk about is throwing in the towel. And uh, I'm going to talk about a recent conversation I had on Facebook with someone uh, and, and just kind of the ins and outs of it. Now, it was a little different because the individual I had the conversation with was actually the mother of a potential patient. They have not come in just because we've been talking about this. But I want to talk about the conversation because it's not the only conversation that we've had about throwing in the towel. And I'm going to dive into what I mean by throwing in the towel here in a moment. But I think this is really important and it comes from a it comes in a number of aspects of life. And I was reflecting within my own life about how this um, throwing in the towel concept, if you will, has come into play from not only a health, a health and wellness perspective, um, but also from a business um uh, from a business perspective, from uh, a business growth perspective, from a marketing, from a networking, uh, and, and just again highlighting it, it, it applies to uh, to many different areas. So we're just going to jump into it, um, and I'll try to I'll try to throw in and pull in from from some different stories to to help prove the point. But it's it's pretty straightforward, and and what what we're referring to is most people throw in the towel and and give up before they've exhausted all options, all opportunities before, or maybe when they're forced to get a little bit more creative with finding solutions and outcomes. So for myself, and and I will preface, it's okay to throw in the towel. It's okay to give up if it's not going in the direction that you 
thought it should go, or if it's proving to be more time, energy, and effort than what it, it, it was inten intentionally um, uh, uh, hypothesized to be, if you will. And part of this is stimulated by the book um, by Seth Godin, uh, The Dip, is really realistically like in the dip when things are getting tough, should you keep pursuing or should you give up? Now, let's say from a business perspective, um, networking and marketing, you're going toward like a networking group and you're putting in a ton of time and effort into this networking group. Um, and, and networking groups are great. We've been in them and we've, we've made great relationships um, within them. And, but let's say for instance, the time and the effort that it's putting into it just is not bearing fruit for which is really worth that time and effort. And not to downplay the relationships that you have, it's just maybe not the right networking group. So that might be in time and an opportunity where you would say, hey, this is not panning out the way I intended it to be, um, or I might need to put my efforts elsewhere. But in, but, in, but in the story that I wanted to share, it was with um, it was someone who posted on a local Facebook group that basically said, hey, I need a... I need a uh, an orthopedic recommendation. My son has a bulging disc and he may need surgery. And at least in our local Facebook groups, I'm not in any other local Facebook groups for other states and other communities, but it's, it's, it's intimidating. When you put a recommendation for anything, especially when it comes to healthcare though, you get 50 plus recommendations. And I would honestly say the majority of them are all different, which just shows you a lot of great providers and a lot of people have got good results, which is great, but it's very hard to, to determine what route you should go. I mean, if I wanted a recommendation, I would not post it on Facebook to then have to figure out how to decipher 50 different recommendations to figure out which is the best. I would start probably with a close, uh, well, within my own personal network, but then maybe family and friends. Uh, that way you can make it a little bit smaller. But, but it takes time and it takes a lot of effort to do your homework. And so I chimed in, obviously being in the role that I'm in, trying to help prevent unnecessary back surgeries. Uh, and again, I do not know this patient's case because they have not come in to see us, but we're, we're more so referring to the conversation leading uh, up to what, uh, what a potential patient might need. So I then chime in, hey, uh, my name's Antonio. This is what I do, so-and-so. Um, I think uh, it might be worth... Um, this individual was young, too, 26, about to go through back surgery. Uh, and I basically say, I think it's, I think it's, I think it'd be a good idea to get a second opinion to determine if surgery is the right course of action at this point in time. Um, and, and I just started there, just left it open. And fortunately, the individual responded back and we were able to, we were able to comment on the thread, which is great because it, it, gave, it gave an opportunity to talk about the narrative of what preventative care and conservative care and, and rehab care and sports injury care really is and for everyone else to see those. So in the off chance that, you know, something else comes up in their life or a loved one, hopefully they saw that and it, and it, and it spoke to them. Um, but... <laughs> But this individual has had back pain herself, and now her son's going through confirmed disc herniation, pressure on the nerve root, and having neurological symptoms into the legs. And I suggested, you know, like there's a lot of great exercises that we can do, um, a lot of great um, 
I'm calling it stretches, um, positions, exercise, movements, or therapies that can be done and that can help reduce disc herniations, reduce neurological symptoms into the leg, reduce sciatica pain, reduce muscle weakness into the legs uh, that could potentially work. I think it's emphasized could and potentially because we don't know, um, especially for this individual who I have not seen yet. And her response was, no, thank you. We're good. We've already tried physical therapy. And this is where I was kind of like, ah, man, we hear it so many times, individuals that we meet or refer to us, or we have conversations within networking events, like, ah, you know, it's not my thing. I've tried it before. Um, uh, in Nichelle's um, world of prenatal and postnatal, you know, I for my first baby, I tried chiropractic care. It didn't really do much. Or I tried postpartum rehab. It didn't really help me out. And... We we try to say it in a in a very um, uh, respectful way, but you know, respectfully, maybe the person you saw was not the best person for the job. Maybe the the physical therapist you saw was not as skilled or trained in the area that gave you what you needed. Maybe the chiropractor was only doing adjustments. And wasn't giving you additional home care that can be supplemental and supportive to what your goals are and what you actually need. And in the case of a disc herniation bulge, I've heard and seen a lot of the things that other practitioners, doctors, PTs, and chiros and massage therapists and whoever alike have given for these things. And some of them are some of them are great, some of them are fine, um, some of them are horrible, some of them should not be given, some of them are given at the wrong time. And again, I'm not saying that what I do is the right and only way, but but the conversation was like, hey, if you're thinking about surgery, like that is that's that's like end game. That's a big, big deal. It's not it's in my in, in my mind and what I'm trying to at least encourage them is just like have we really exhausted all opportunities? If you saw one provider and ah no, it didn't work, I think we should I think we should try something else. I think we should try something else. Now, I should back up and say there are times and situations where you might have exhausted everything and or symptoms are getting worse. In the case of a disc herniation or a bulge, if you start seeing progressive symptoms such as uh, pro progressive neurological symptoms either down the leg or increasing muscle uh, weakness or increasing reflexes or um, uh, saddle paresthesia, which is basically um, – uh, like your genital regions or butt or anything like that start becoming numb or you have an incontinence, like, yes, we have exhausted the conservative options. We definitely need to entertain um, what a surgical console would be so that we can remove that that pressure on the, whatever nerve is causing those. So there is a time when we should throw in the towel. But in a situation like this, a 26-year-old who has tried a couple of weeks of physical therapy care, did not see the symptoms that they're looking for, and basically just like, no, we're good. And and so I, I was just like, hey, you know what? Uh, here's a couple great exercises that I start with. Again, I, I don't know if this is applicable for your case, but it's not It's not going to hurt you. It's not going to make things worse. Have them try this. And it was kind of like, no, he, I think we're I think we're good. I think we want to go down this route. It just seems like PT is not the, not the thing to do. And was, I'm trying to gather what they've done. And the traditional PT care that they've done is some of it was okay, like McKenzie extensions and things like that. But one thing that we always try to say is, 
just just because you did one exercise does not mean that you've exhausted the opportunities. Even that one exercise, sometimes you have to get creative in how you do it. It's a reason why when we see disc herniations in disc bulge patients or low back pain patients, we start with a lot of times McKenzie extensions, but a lot of people just can't do that. So we will sometimes reverse engineer it. We'll start with hip drops where you start on your hands and knees and you'll just drop your hips, which if you listen to the last episode, we gave you three exercises that you should do if you have flexion intolerant low back pain. But it's it but it's it's not it's, as a practitioner, I can't also throw in the towel and be like, ah, oh, damn, that exercise didn't work. You know, like I think it's I think you're not gonna make it, you need to go do surgery. It's like, no, I'm like, hell no, I'm gonna go try to find something that does work for you, and we're gonna keep pulling from every opportunity to try to find the right thing for you at the right time. And again, no one coached this individual on what they should also be avoiding if they have a disc herniation. And many times people just say sit and relax. So they're probably they're probably sitting up in a couch right now with their feet kicked up in flexion, exacerbating symptoms and pain. Uh, and I don't know that I'm just saying that, but it's showing you that. Now, I mean, I was getting like, I was like, don't like too young, like don't just give up quite yet, like. There's there's things that we can at least try and do. So much to the point was just like I will do a free consult. Come in for a free consult. Twenty. I do not want this twenty six year old going down the route of having to have back surgery unless. And I, and I'm not the gatekeeper by any means. Too. I just want to again provide additional additional conversations, additional ideas that they can knock around with their ortho or anyone else who's co-managing this just to see if there's other elements and things that we can try. I am not by any means saying that I'm the gatekeeper. If I can't do it, then nobody can do it. That is not the case. But I guarantee that they have not tried everything yet and that we probably have a couple of things that could help them out. So hopefully this individual calls this week. But it, it, it just kind of... It, it's it struck me in a way that we've just heard it so many times and it's and I'm sure it is with every profession but for, especially for chiro chiropractic nah I've tried chiropractic it doesn't work and you know I'll be honest and there's times where Michelle and I struggle to even label ourselves as chiropractors based on how a number of the individuals at least in our direct community um, provide care and treatment which uh, I might segue into another story here that it's tough to say we're chiropractors because so many do so many things in just such a such a crazy way that we want to we want to really show that we're different and that we want to be able to provide you with um, uh, questions and uh, narratives and, and and other ways to look at things rather than just it being black and white. And and part of that was part two is another low back story. I had a mom reach out to me from Maryland. Her son lives here because he goes to school, um, has a little bit of scoliosis, found a Cairo through, um, you know, it's a 19-year-old. A 19-year-old, I got back pain. Who do I go see? I'm going to go. I'm going to find a, a low barrier of entry ad, $49 scans adjustments um uh, uh the the basically the the open door policy for 90 percent of the chiropractors in our area that just bait and hook people in and what was really sad is this 19 year old an adult still but 19 went into this chiropractic's office did scans basically was told he had the spine of a 50 year old and that he has severe degeneration and that's what's causing it, it needs to come in at least two to three times a week for the next six weeks 
the care plan is going to cost a couple thousand dollars. Your classic thing, pay up front, you get a little bit of a discount. And it freaked the hell out of this kid so much that he called his mom, had to have then a virtual consultation with his pediatrician to help kind of like review his case of scoliosis. Could this actually be the case? Um, and then went and saw an ortho to get a second opinion, which was great. Got a new set of x-rays. And the ortho was like, I, I don't think it's your scoliosis. I think you need some conservative management and referred them over to me, which was fantastic. Had a great conversation with his mom and we'll be getting him into the office soon for some great care. But it just shows you how uh, a great example of not – of, of wanting of, of wanting to learn more about the body, going with your gut instinct about is this the right choice? Is should I be asking more questions? Should I be diving in a little bit more? And and just kind of wrapping up with this story of it is okay to throw in the towel if we've exhausted opportunities, but just because I had a bad experience with one profession, I don't assume all profession, everyone else in that possession, profession um, is, is, is not adequate or up to par. And if you're going down, uh, if you have, especially chronic pain is a tough one. Uh, acute pain, I think everyone, you know, starts to really realize like, ah, it sucks right now, but this is, it just happened. It'll get better. It's the chronic pain that tends to be a little bit more challenging. Uh, well, the acute pain that's a little bit more severe, but it's all too often. It's like, nah, it didn't work for me. And we just place this, the, the surgery and the injections and the drugs as the pedestal of the fix, knowing that patience and understanding and, 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 and asking great questions is really the core foundation of what's going to help us get through whatever we're going through right now, but then also expand further into life so that you have a better understanding of your body and what's going on. So, um, just a short little synopsis story of, uh, of a previous conversation we had, what, and, and, and what I want you to take from this is we've seen it you might have said it before like ah no i don't i don't want to go back to a personal trainer because of this or i don't want to do this because of that is is if if it's if it's if you feel like you have that kind of maybe underlying curiosity it probably means that you're still curious curiosity probably means that you 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 might find some validity to it and you just need to find a better recommendation and if you're going through something we encourage you to keep searching for answers it's not as simple as just this or that yes or no black or white there's nuances and there's there's developing techniques every day and we're learning so much about the body which is fantastic and it makes it super confusing um, but you need someone who can help guide you through that process and and it is a process it's not like we're, it's not just ask a question, get an answer, and that's how it always will be. It'll ebb and flow and change over the years as well. So we want you to encourage you guys to, to, to if you're having chronic pain or having some chronic issues, there are resources, there are people out there that can help you out. Whether that would be us, we know we don't have the answers for everything, but we wanna we wanna help you, and we'll help. We'll either find the answer if you don't have the answer, or we'll pass you on to someone else who can. But just know that in the future, if if an issue comes up or a condition comes up, um, to to keep asking questions and diving in and learn about your body, don't don't give up, don't throw in the towel. There are times when surgery is needed, but you know, keep, keep, keep finding that battle and trying to find the answers that, that would be good for you guys. Um, if, if you have someone, I, I want to leave with this. If you know someone who's just been bounced around and struggling, um, don't push your agenda on them. It's like, oh, you need to see this because it worked for me. 
it might not be the thing for them, right? But but continue to support and encourage them. It's just like, hey, can I help you find some recommendations? Can I help you find some answers? Hey, here's someone that I just recently saw on a page that was recommended for this. It might be worth checking out their page. It might be worth calling their office and seeing if you can get a free consult to have a conversation. Um, if it's yourself, um, keep digging out. Um, but share this with someone you know who's struggling and going through that. Like it's it's a tough time, and and I. When I say these things again, I'm, I'm, I, I, I finish the conversation with with the mom. She's like, "Hey, you guys know what's best. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I haven't been through the things that you've gone through. I just think I might have something a little different. The door is open if you want to have a conversation." And we left it with that. But I, I, I haven't been. I'm not. In, I, I don't live in his body. I don't know what the pain is like. I don't. It might be absolutely horrifying. It might be getting worse. Who knows? But all I can do is be that supportive role. And you as an individual, if you're not going through this right now, um, be thankful, be, gr- be grateful that you're healthy and you're and, and you're doing well. But if you know of someone, share it, share this, pass it along, uh, small messages of, uh, of of these stories of hope and, and coming up with answers and solutions are, al- are always helpful. Uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. I believe ne- next episode we're going to be breaking down, live a little bit more. We love hearing from you guys about what you what you're curious about, topics of interest and curiosity that we can come in and chat about um, uh, more in depth and get some get some specialists and some experts in here as well. Please, please, please uh, go leave us a review, share share this, subscribe so that you can get these new episodes once they once they go live, um, and that you can stay interactive with us. New website is going to be dropping soon www.liveloudlife.com. Um, go over there, subscribe to our newsletter. Um, we're going to be coming up with some more um, ebooks and content, but you can stay up to date with what's going on, stay up to date with podcast posts and other, um, uh, other content that we're pushing out as well. So thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next time. Live loud.